Welcome back to I Hate the News with Eyes and Sarah, and uh, we have a special guest today. We do. I'm super. I'm super pumped about it. Um, we have Michael Ash Smith on the line, um, who is the founder, director. I don't know how. What would you call yourself? <laughs> I, I like to say um, founder and curator. I don't okay. know why, but that, that's kind of what stuck. <laughs> that's, that's a great. Thing well, it's about. nice to meet you, Michael. Nice to meet you. Mm. Uh, so you tell us a little bit about Unveil Journal. Oh, okay. Let's see. Where do I start? That's such a broad question. And you and like what you do, because I know you're like a been a photographer for decades and now you're like starting this uh, multimedia you know, <laughs> art collective. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I guess how it started was. Yeah, I was a photographer. I've been a photographer full time since 2009. And um, I've always had an interest in the artistic side of photography, fine art side, paintings, drawings, all that kind of stuff. And I've also always had an interest in in journals and magazines and publishing and art books and all those things. I collect art zines and stuff like that. So there was kind of this weird little natural progression that happened about a year ago where uh, my family and I moved across the country from Philly to Colorado. And in doing so, it kind of made this transition period in my life where um, it was a struggle to get things going here with photography and starting over and all that stuff. And I kind of was sitting around one day and I've always had this dream of doing this, this journal or a journal of some sort. And, and basically I just kind of said, all right, I'm just going to do this. It's the right time. I have time right now. I'm going to, I'm going to do this and talk to some friends and family. And, and they were like, yeah, sure. Do it. (laughs) I was like, okay. So it was just, it kind of happened all (laughs) organically, which is awesome. I didn't, I didn't, yeah, I didn't plan for it like strategically for years or, I didn't know how it was going to be taken. I didn't know what was going to happen. I kind of just said, I have this vision. I know it can be cool and let's roll with it. And that's how did it you, started. Did you know what it was going to be or was it more like a whim of like, you know, just pursuing an idea? I think it's a bit of both. And I've had a long, a long time to think about it. And it's always popped up in my head over and over again, like, oh, you should do this. Oh, you should do mm. that. And I, I'm an idea person, and I'm also an anxious person, and <laughs> it, which means that, like, <laughs> ideas come to mind, and then I'm like, that's not going to work, Mike. You're an idiot. Like, stop. <laughs> so relatable. <laughs> right? Like, and, and it happens constantly where I'm like, nope, no one's going to like mm. that. Nope, no one's going to like that. And then, mm. but I can't stop having ideas. And this one is kind of an uh, it's it's a bunch of ideas into one so let me see if i can get this out there i like Mm -hmm. art galleries i like coffee shops i like journals i like art photography painting 
it's all these kind of like wrapped up in one. So in my head, like right. what I wanted to do, what I, my ultimate goal would be to have like a space where I can make this journal come to life. So think of an, an a gallery where you walk in, you can get like this really sweet cup of pour over coffee or tea. Right. And then you walk into like a second room and then you're, you're, you're surrounded by this ridiculous art. And then you can sit down with your, with your laptop or a book or just chill out and relax. Maybe read some poetry that's scattered around the thing. There's some plants mm-hmm. around. And then there's also this great space where you can hold like dinner parties and art shows and openings and all these things. So in order to do, to do that, you need a lot of money, which I don't have. So <laughs> right. the alternative was to like make that into a book. <laughs> so, which I love. Right. So the concept too, yeah. looks like to me. Right. So the concept is kind of like you sit down with this book and it's like a presented art gallery. And yeah, that's what it feels like. Yeah. Yeah. So I think a lot of journals and things like that, they make the mistake of kind of inundating with you with stuff and with lots of words and, and these lots of editorials and yeah. And mm -hmm. I have those in there, but they're kind of segmented Mm -hmm. through on purpose to like, well, the thing that I noticed is looking at it when Sarah showed it to me was that like just the aesthetics, like it feels so modern Mm -hmm. and like kind of timeless, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's pretty much it. I don't want anybody to be able to date it. I want the only people to date it with Mm -hmm. the way you date it is with, the imagery or i mean think of if you found this journal in the 20s with like a picasso or whatever you know and then Mm -hmm. he was in there but you only know it's from that because he was in there right like so you're not like looking at it going oh wow this looks like it's from the 80s you know like that there's no there's no visual noise it actually reminds me so like i have it on my on my bookshelf next to berlin quarterly okay that's what it looks Right. Berlin Quarterly has this like beautiful like European kind of aesthetic, but Unveil is like if the Berlin Quarterly had better paper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I did I did splurge on the better paper. You you noticed that right away though. Right. Yeah, no, like just touching beautiful. it and feeling it, like it has a Exactly. Yeah, it has like value to it. That and that's and the, the point of it too. Mm-hmm. The images are good. You have these like full bleed images mm-hmm. and like no it's it's like the combination of of a print journal and like those two hundred dollar coffee table books that like you buy. Yeah, like if you weren't interested in the words, you could just flip through it and yeah. look at it. And it's so beautiful, and and it's not like that's rare. You know? <laughs> yeah, and, and I mean, you guys are are touching on the exact thing that I want people to to notice. So I'm so happy. Like I don't get to I don't awesome. get to talk to everybody about it a lot. So mm-hmm. it's just nice and comforting to hear that that point is getting across. Um, yeah, because it, that, it that's feels it. very finely curated. Yeah, yeah. It, it's t- supposed to be an art gallery on your table. And, and, yeah, I, and I have this vision of one day, if I could make this space, like I have this vision of, of kind of um, swapping out the space for the artists featured in the journal. So you could literally mm-hmm. walk in and see the art that you're – you can see in the journal Ooh, I love that. in the space where I think is, I don't think it's ever been done or anything that like is really that. Cool. So, I mean, you can get the issue and then kind of come to this location and be like, Oh, there it is. Oh, well, what I, what I go on, sir. I was gonna, what I love about, about hearing like the other side of it, like from you is, is kind of how you came 
to create it because I love like I'm an ideas person too and I like always come down really hard on myself before I even create something oh, but yeah. it's funny yeah. how how when an idea comes to you it and it just decides that it's not gonna leave and like if you just let like you have a little bit of a plan but it sounds like you mostly just let it run through right. you like you didn't try to control it nope and so I was thinking very similar yeah 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 I don't know if that's good or bad, or bad <laughs> because a lot I mean I can I can pinpoint these moments in my life where I've made these dramatic changes and both of them turn kind of turn around this, these decade moments. Like I was 19, 29 and 39 and all these moments happened at these exact same times. And it's so weird for me to think about, but all of them happened organically and all these other times where I tried something or, or I remember being 24, 25 and going to my dad with like a business plan for photography. And he was like, this isn't going to work. And I'm like, well, all right. And then I didn't do it. And then it's yeah. because I felt like there was right. these, they were almost contrived moments where I was trying too hard. And this kind of like fell into place weirdly and oddly. And I almost didn't do it. I mean, I'm telling you, like I email people and we're like, I'm not going to do this. Like no one's going to like right. this. No one's going to want to do this. No one's going to want to buy this. And then, and it's still, even to this day, I mean, I'm very, I struggle with that anxiety of, of kind of being like, I don't want to do this Kickstarter. Like, no, it's not going to get funded. Like no one's. I'm so glad you said that because that's so relatable. Yeah. yeah. Like so many people feel like that. And when, when somebody completes a Kickstarter or does one and it's doing well, you assume that they had it all figured right. out. Right. Yeah. 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 I have, I've seen those. I had a couple of friends that have done one, done some and they, they did very well. And they had this like plan and, and did all these things to get it right, right in yeah. order. And I'm like, Oh gosh, I wish I could do that. And then like, <laughs> I mean, it kind of just came out of nowhere. And I, in like in two weeks, I'm like, Oh, I'm going to do this. And then, like, I just did it. And then now it being funded and everything like that, which is super exciting, I still feel anxious. Like, I'm still, like, kind of, like, nervous and shaky. <laughs> right, right. Like, if something's going to happen, real. like, it's going to go away. And then, right, yeah. but, like, that's how these things, I'm trying to, to make a mental note of those things and saying, these aren't contrived situations. I'm not, like, trying so hard. They're just, like, happening. And I'm trying to just let it happen and flow. Mm-hmm. So it kind of, feels better to me so to speak you know you always see these things and like you assume like you're saying that that someone has like put in all this effort Mm -hmm. or on the flip side of that you see like this kind of like a lot of like zines or like journals or even like online journals where you're like there's one or maybe two like issues and then you never hear from it again because like right trying to do marketing as well and like those are two totally different skill sets so absolutely it's really rare when you have somebody who's like able to do both and I think that again like you you kind of surprise yourself you're like oh shit do like, you think I'm able to do both I mean it looks okay like- good. <laughs> I mean you pulled it off I swear to god <laughs> I swear to you I'm not good at it like I sit here that's actually that's I, I think that's really encouraging to hear though for people oh that man. you say that that you're not that you know like that that means that you know anybody can can do it if they want to you should see my text messages to people I'm like <laughs> um does this look okay like tell me tell me if this is good is this bad like I don't really know what I'm doing right now I feel like it's getting better, though. Like, I feel like I'm doing okay. What's interesting is that, like, when you go through the Kickstarter, because I was looking through it this morning, mm-hmm. um, you've, you've hit 
like being fully funded and you did it like eyes and i were talking with only 166 backers <laughs> which like when yeah. you do the math right puts, and like you look at like what was the most popular like backing it's like your higher end stuff so like you were able mm-hmm. to do more really interesting um for something that like you know you hear all the time that print is dead and you hear all the time that like Mm. you know publishing is dying and and what have you and what you can see with that is like there are people in like this niche community or maybe even it's not so niche as like we tend to think it is that like really want yeah people just don't know about it yeah Yeah, right that that right there is what i've kind of based this entire thing on since starting out when it started to get attention is like I firmly believe that if I can get it in front of people, they will like it, right? They, they will yeah. see it and love it. The hard part is getting it in front of them. Um, yeah. There there's so many outlets for things that is so scatterbrained almost in a way where it's, it, it, it's so hard to get yourself seen when there's so much to be seen. Yeah. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I, but I believe that a lot of, I mean, I still get messages often that say like i didn't realize how nice it was until i held it because everybody's like oh it's a magazine i'm like all right well it is but it's not really a magazine okay then it's Mm -hmm. a scene i'm like yeah it is but it's not really that either like i have a lot of you really have to touch it and feel it yeah you have to kind of hold it and like look at it and read through it and and kind of feel the energy from it to be like and oh, then it's obvious. Okay, yeah. well, I see why it's twenty four dollars. Okay, I get it now. Mm. Like that kind of thing, and and that's the hardest part is is getting it in front of people to see. But I I definitely believe I truly believe that when if they are able to touch it and and hold it and understand it and read it and sit down with it with coffee or a beer or tea and just really go through it, I really think most people will be like, "That was cool." And it won't just be something they like toss aside and they're like, oh, magazine red, done, you yeah. know, recycling bin. Well, I mean, I can vouch for that just like, you know, I'm probably not your target audience because I didn't know anything about it. It's not something I'm looking for. And then when Sarah showed it to me and I actually held it in my hands and stuff, like I was so impressed. Thank you. And, and like, you know, yeah. And, and so I think that you're right. It's just a matter of getting in front of people and then being able to see it and touch it because there's nothing else like it that I know of. You right. Know? Yeah. And and also, I think the fact that you just did this Kickstarter and it was like successful. I mean, you literally just hit your goal before this. Uh, yep. Like an this hour. phone call. Um, <laughs> like an yeah, hour was, ago. We, we, we was, yeah, we should give you congratulations first. Thank you. But I think we were um, like, let's talk about it. Let's not even congratulate you on this like, <laughs> yeah. big thing you just accomplished. <laughs> no, it's amazing. And I think because of that, a lot of people now in the industry, publishers and so forth, are going to be paying attention. Oh, I, I, I really hope so. I mean, no, you've accomplished. Thank something. you. I really, it, it was kind of like, it wasn't so, it was just as much a mental goal as it was a physical goal. Like, it's awesome right. that I get to fund these things. And issue four was going to be funded regardless by myself, but mm-hmm. I've been funding the issues myself on like my own terms. Yeah. So I get pre-orders and right. everything like that, but I, I didn't make enough in pre-orders to cover the thing. So I'd have to put out my own money to do it. And a lot of people don't realize right. it's just me. And, and I think I, yeah. I've gotten 
not criticism, but feedback for, for people saying, oh, you should stop saying I, I, I. And then I started saying we because I have an, an intern that kind of helps me out here and there. Right. And, and, but 99% right. of it is me. And you're like, I want the credit because mm-hmm. I'm right. the one doing all of it. It's not it. even like, yeah, it's like not even like the credit. It's more of like, I want people to understand that it's not some like machine or corporation putting out something. It's like right. a personal me. passion yeah. Like project. I've yeah. been doing this mm-hmm. for years, sitting on my couch, <laughs> like I'm visibly shaking and nervous, like putting out each issue. I designed the first three <laughs> issues in Photoshop because I don't know how to do InDesign. And people are like, what are you doing, dude? And like, I'm like, I don't even know what I'm doing. That's the thing. Like, I know what I'm doing, but I don't know what I'm doing. And I'm, and That's I'm so trying great. so hard to make it something that people like. So like the Kickstarter was like this, okay, let's see what people think of it, right? Like it wasn't just physical mm-hmm. needs. And it is physical needs because now I get to produce that book, which has been the big yes. part of it. Right. But it's also right. this mental thing, like, okay, do people like it? Do people care about me? Like, do mm-hmm. people want to see more of this? So I think it was more of, it was much more of that. It's encouraging. Right. It was mm-hmm. much more of, uh, let me see where it stands in this world. And then now, right. like, it's kind of like a, 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 like a successful in that way where I can turn around and be like, okay, I'm not a moron. And I don't, I don't I think people kind of like this. So, like, I have this, like, backing, so to speak, where I can now turn and, and pivot That's and so then great, run yeah. with it. Yeah. Because I have so many ideas. And, well, what I like is – sorry, sorry to cut you off. But you're talking about, you know, having a, having a space in the future right. where you want to, you know, extend this, this whole thing and maybe, like, have it come to life. And now with having these backers and stuff, like you're on your way to like building your own community of people that will talk about this and, you know, maybe down the line, make it happen. Yes. I mean, that, that's the goal is I, I'm a firm believer in slow burn and my business started slow burn. It took like two or three years to build into what it was when I left Philly. Um, And I believe that this is going to be like the same concept. I'm not looking for stardom Mm -hmm. or to be, uh, you know, sell millions of copies or something like i'm not looking for that it's more of like i adore the art world and and the curation process and i really like publishing even though it's very challenging but i really like it and the the ability for me to see the faces of the people that i get to make a book from um like they're gonna they're so stoked that they their book now gets to see this world and like it's kind of that whole thing right like I want to, I want to publish a poetry book. I want to like, I want to do all these sorts of things. And it's kind of just a verification that I can in, in this like weird way. Do you, do you see yourself um, like branching out into other things that you might include in, in, in the future? Cause right now you've got poetry, you've mm-hmm. got images and you know, is there anything else you're looking at that you, I think, you know, want to expand to? I definitely, I want to do a video series, like a video podcast in a way, way oh, where cool. like I, I want to get down and dirty and gritty with some artists that I find really um, that don't seek attention, but deserve some attention. And right. I think that there's this kind of human element behind so much of the artwork that I post that we'll never really understand or know. And I would love to do this kind of series where I think a lot of, I think a lot of videos and a lot of um, pieces and exposés on artists tend to always be about 
the artist that's going to sell that piece. So they like they're going to make a video about this artist that has a lot of people following them because they know right. that the, the it, it's going to it's going to help them. And what I'd like mm-hmm. to do is I'd like to kind of focus more on these underground people that yeah. these crazy awesome poets or musicians or or painters that um, are doing this sick work and really don't have a lot of attention behind them. And they may have a decent following on Instagram, but it's not a lot of attention. And, and I want to spend the day or two with them and interview them, photograph them and really just see what they're doing and kind of spend more time really on cool. the artist than the art. Like the art is just a byproduct of the person. And I don't, I want to learn more about that person than it is about then them you know the art involved so i think that's something that i want i really really in, want to do i want to hold retreat that'll help you grow too yeah i i think so i think and it'll add mm-hmm. a different element into the this game where yeah. with the video thing and that that's something that i'm obviously totally. i know i'm like it's hard to i'm instagram based basically the yeah. entire thing <laughs> and that kind of sucks i don't like that but it's where I got started and I want to jump off from that and I want to jump out of that medium and okay. get into other mediums. So I think video is something that I really, people want to see it, right? They want to see that what mm-hmm. the artist is, is doing. And I think that's just a natural progression. Um, I want to hold retreats um, around the world, that's art cool. showings around the world, um, maybe like book signings. So it's like, this is like a, so you've got like a real, like, like it's not just this mm-hmm. book. Like you really, this is just the, kind of the, the first book step. was the foundation. The journal was the yeah, first step yeah. into like this whole thing, which is why I call it, why I call it a collective. It was the thing that right. I knew I could do right away. Right. Like I didn't need a hundred thousand dollars to do it. That's so great because we always talk about like, as a creative person, you know, like do the thing that you can do. Yeah. You know, look at your yeah, resources, that. go it make the that. thing you can do. And that's, yeah, I love yeah, that. That's it was awesome. like, that's so I knew Photoshop. I knew how to, I, I had a good eye and I know that my curation skills are, are, are okay. Like I think they're okay. And I knew that <laughs> I, I had this world of artists at my disposal that I've been involved in for almost a decade. And those are the three things that I was like, all right, well, what can I do with this? So that's what I did. I, remember, right. I told, I was like, I was like, you know, one of my favorite things about, about the kind of community around around the the journal right now is that like yes it's instagram based Mm -hmm. but it's this weird like place where you have like artists that don't even have social media yeah that are like that are in there which i which i love um because it reminds you that there are people that like are making great work um, Which is so important that are not on social media. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I think that you right. people just kind of think like now that we've had the like kind of democratization of of publishing, um, at least like, and I'm speaking only from like what I know, which is mm-hmm. like poetry and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like you have Instagram, which has dem- democratized that kind of realm, um, but there's this this middle place where there are people who are doing work outside of social media, but they're not necessarily these huge artists and they're doing really mm-hmm. interesting shit. Oh yeah. And you don't, you don't necessarily, you know, see well, think about it. You it's... don't have a hundred thousand followers, mm-hmm. and like, you know, on Instagram. Um, it's such a, 
such a small fraction of artists that actually have managed to master the social media great game, right? Like most creatives are, you know, creative and not very business minded or marketing minded. So you're going to find so many interesting artists that are possibly even more talented because they're not aiming their stuff at like, you know, like, uh, like the lowest common denominator or whatever. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's the gist of the, of the, of the journal itself is I've always been the underdog supporter. Um, I don't know, maybe it's a Philadelphia thing, but I've just always kind of been this person that enjoyed going left when everybody else went right. And I think sometimes my wife was always like, like, was like, she's like, you're doing this on purpose. I'm like, I swear to you, I'm not doing this on purpose. So relatable. Like just because I just go, I don't like the mainstream thing. Doesn't mean I'm doing it on purpose. Like it's just, I just enjoy this kind of, this this thing down here and i've always kind of associated mm-hmm. um my artwork or my photography with just being like this really talented band that has a super loyal following that tours all the time and it's been around for a while but just really never saw notoriety and if you walked up to anybody on the street and said do you know these guys they'd be like no i have no idea who that is but right. at the same time, like I always compare it to see, I like to compare it to Seagull Rose because they're one of my favorite bands, but mm. in the art mm. community and, and creative community, they're huge. But outside of that community, no one really knows who yeah, they are. Yeah, you're right. But they mm-hmm. have yeah. a massive loyal following that people will yeah. just eat up their stuff. And that's. But you wouldn't consider them no, like mainstream or whatever. Remote. Yeah. Meanwhile, they're huge. Right. And they. I remember. Mm-hmm. Eyes knows that like in 2012, I moved to. Uh, I moved to Nebraska because Connor Oberst opened a bar there. Okay. And I to go. <laughs> you, you moved there for Connor Oberst? Yeah, because he opened he opened a bar, and I was like, you know, I've never gone to Nebraska, and I lived oh there gosh. for four months, and then I like moved to Toronto. Right. And it was one of those things where, like, people who like know Bright Eyes and know his 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 work or whatever. Um, like it's a very specific group. Mm-hmm. Of people, very, very passionate, specific yeah, group. Like, yeah, right. And it's same, same sort of thing. Where like, you know, he's not like to the community that I am. He's like one of the greatest songwriters of mm-hmm. our generation. But to other people, they're like, who? But like, is this like sad? They wouldn't know him on MTV, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but he has this kind of passionate front behind him, and mm-hmm. that right there is exactly how I see the the journal and the collective going. Is is that there's this kind of passionate group of underground niche individuals that you know we all want attention we all like attention and crave it but we're all also we're all kind of just we're like yeah okay oh it's cool if i get it but i'm kind of okay if i don't and and yeah. there's this huge community out there which yeah. i firmly believe is untapped and i oh, totally, i believe yeah. that they're out there and they're supportive and we all kind of get behind each other and support each other and there's really nothing out there bridging that gap i think everybody wants to tap into the mainstream and to get the money and to get the big bucks yeah everything yeah. is financially right. motivated everything's yeah. financially motivated and and it taints it i mean it, there's so much great art out there but i mean it does in some ways taint the art because the artist is trying to like hit a very small target yeah i mean it, it's this really weird catch-22 with it being yeah. an artist like as a painter you want obviously you want to sell your work for 25 grand Exactly. But then at the same time, you're kind of like, yeah, but I kind of like lose out on these, you know, all this whole group over here. And and that's why I kind of start stressing the the I over the we thing in, in this whole project is because it's mm-hmm. like not because of me wanting to get like all this notoriety or attention. It's just more of like I, I'm like in love with this and I'm trying to, to 
to tell people that it's 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 just me like i love these artists. And, there, and there's no these... it is not like you took some safe path no no know? and i find these artists which is which is what sarah just said you know there's these the the artists are out there that are putting out this freaking cool cool ass work and they're not yeah. getting getting you know quickly noticed for it and i'm like i i there's a bunch of them on Tumblr and, and all these other avenues and LO that I'm finding that really don't have this huge backing. And I'm, I want to support them somehow in some small way. And one of the artists that was in issue three is doesn't have Instagram, doesn't have, barely even has email. Like I emailed her the first time and it said the inbox is full. And I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> that's a real no artist. Phone number, no anything. <laughs> and then, and then I waited like a month and then emailed again and, and, and then it got through and then she responded and was like, oh, I don't think anybody's going to really like this. So I don't know what to think about this. Let me think about it. And it was just like right. showing off a few images. But there are people like that. <laughs> there are artists like that that I would love to get to know more mm-hmm. and, yeah. and promote in some way to show other people that what they're doing. But like that's the stuff that I've always gravitated towards, and that's kind right. of what the whole journal is based around. Is that like small? Well, it's called Unveil. Exactly. I get it now. Yeah, which has multiple <laughs> meetings. Yeah, which is cool. Yeah. yeah, that that name I get asked that once in a while. Um, it's funny because obviously it means Unveil, which is to unveil something. But the right. A in the yeah, also... the A and the E mm-hmm. in there, that symbol that has like that A combined with the E, is actually mm-hmm. pronounced Ash. Um, which is my daughter's name and which is what my business is named after. Oh, that's cool. And that's cool. so my, my, my side, my wedding and portrait photography business that I survived off for the last nine years is Ash Imagery. And so like all these things started connecting. And not only that, it's my name's Michael, which is A-E. So it just kind of all these things fell into place. And I was like, I love it. I, was, I really like how personal this is to you. Yeah. Oh, dude, and, it's and a how you're all over it for sure. Yeah. It's got real integrity. That, that, that's what's cool about it. So few things out there now actually have like real integrity where they're not, like we said, not about the dollar and so forth. You yeah, know? It's... Um, obviously, that's a concern, but your stuff seems like your first concern is like your kind of like, you know, your whims and your creative sensibilities and so forth and getting that right. Yeah, the first concern is I, I care too much sometimes about what other people think. And I mean, that's, you know, yeah. has hindered me throughout my life is I'm so concerned what others think about me or what I'm putting out, but it also helps in some way where uh, it makes me pretty passionate about what I'm doing and sincere. And I care about what it's, what I'm showing. And that Mm -hmm. means that I'm, I can kind of, I'm not just putting it out for, like you said, the dollars. And I can tell you this, there's, (laughs) there's not much money right now. (laughs) So, you know, which is another reason the Kickstarter thing was so helpful because it gave me a little bit of breathing room for some of these things. And, and, and Mm -hmm. that is going to be such a huge help because like for the past year, I've kind of fully funded everything. And, and it's, it's something that I love, absolutely love what I'm doing, love what to do, what is happening. But you know, at the same time, you also need to be able to make money from something. You can't just of course. continually, right. continually for, for years on end, mm-hmm. not make anything and put in hundreds and hundreds of hours of time. And I mean, I, I spend hours every day doing it. And especially when you have like a family, like, right, a right. A family that to, like, is looking at me to... going, where's dinner? And I'm like, I don't have any money. I'm sorry, I had the public three. Just hand out poetry books for the right. Meat. It's not happening, guys. We can't eat today. I needed, I needed this book to get out. 
So it, it helps, you know, to have this this backing of Kickstarter for a little bit. But I mean, I'm yeah. not looking for something that's massive hitting the shelves and all this stuff. I just want to be I just want to do what I love. And if I could make this into something that's financially stable for me, where I make some money from it, and I'm also able to do it, then I will be happy. I've never been money hungry. Um, looking for the quick buck or the millions. It's not something that I, I want to do. I mean, in fact, I'd probably, if I could live as a hermit in the mountains in like some cabin <laughs> and then like sit there and make Same. art all day, but I'm not going to make money and I'm so, I don't yeah. know how to farm. So I'm going to be in big trouble <laughs> if I do that. But at the same time, like I, I want, I want to be able to do this for, for people and for a living, but I, in order to do that, you need money. And that's, you know, and you don't want to sell out. No. Like, I know that like, yeah. That's the main thing for me is like I know it's like every other day I'm like fuck Instagram. Yeah. Like oh <laughs> totally. Even I, I say it. Yeah. Like I, I just deleted mine. Did yeah, you? No, you just deleted it. I, yeah, I, I, I finally deleted mine. I'm gonna. I would screw myself. No, I, I I wouldn't advise if you got like a business yeah. running around it and so forth. <laughs> but like I have friends who like have gotten book deals through Instagram, but now like they're having to change their work to fit oh, yeah. a certain narrative, and like it's really difficult because like they have they have families to like to feed and, and spouses to like whose emotions they have to tend to and then things like that and so it's really difficult I think to find a place where you're able to feel like you have a community that has like a very clear idea and doesn't want you to sacrifice your voice but that you know still understands like the need totally. to yeah to, to create some kind of like viable you know, business, right? Uh, or at least, at least community support. Yeah, the community it. support. I, I'm, I'm kind of thinking of it as this like space, and I, I the, I've said this a couple of times now, but I believe that there's this this space in the art world where there, it, there's this kind of this very large niche uh, of what I'm trying to do to get into of these artists and this world that just like kind of hovers below this mainstream world of commercial art and all this and mass produced art and stuff like that. And I think down the line, it also, it's like the stuff that, that influences that. The, uh, so that's what I was getting. Yeah. Right. So what yeah. I want to be known for or to sit in, in this, I want to sit in this spot where I'm, I, people go to me or go to this journal or this collective to find new stuff, to find yeah. the new thing. And I want to be this springboard or platform for, for, for people to get noticed and to get attention from other people. I, I would love it if like bands came to me and were like, Hey, we need a new uh, cover for our album. Like, do you oh, have any so artists cool, yeah. or, or, Hey, do you have, we're looking for a new book cover for this. You know, do you have any suggestions mm -hmm. on this is the theme? And, and I can be like, yes, this artist right here. Oh my God. They, they're like not well known. Use them and give them yeah. uh, something. I'm a, I'm already making mental notes to contact you later when I need stuff. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've had a couple already. Like, I've had people kind of say, like, hey, you know, do you have any recommendations for a painter that does this mood? I'm like, yeah, check, check this person out. And that's so, so, like, cool. it's, it's kind of starting. And, that, kind of starting and, and that's, that's where I want to hover. Like, I would, I would, I would absolutely adore if, if the journal and the unveiled name was just kind of known for that where people just went to it or art collectors were like, Hey, what's the newest thing? Like, what are you seeing out there? I'm like, this totally. poet is kicking ass. And poetry, Sarah, is one of those things that I adore and I don't think gets enough attention, especially yeah. the grittier poetry. 
I mean, yeah. we're all, everybody's in love with the mainstream poetry right now and the one-liners mm-hmm. and two-liners that are, are like just sentences. that All the same. Right, and they're all the same. But there's this <laughs> kind of gritty world of poetry that I'm just dipping my feet into that I found mm-hmm. several uh, po- poets, and, and Sarah, you're included in that list. It's like, they're just, they're just so good. And I'm like, why are these people not known? And like, <laughs> yeah, and I want to do like a poetry weird... book. And I, there's just so many things. At the people, I think if people could see it and read it, they're going to be like, whoa, I didn't even know this existed. You know, is, my yeah, impression. Is, sorry, go on. Oh, is this that exists like between like if if I was ever categorized as like an Instagram writer, I would like just fall over and die. Right. Um, but also, like, <laughs> I don't. I don't necessarily want to be someone whose work is like in the Paris Review and it's completely unrelatable to like a large portion of like I want I want poetry to be to be something that everybody feels that they can can read and that it's accessible and you have stuff like you know the New York Times book section and you have you know the Paris Review and like you read these things and unless you have like an art degree a lot of it is really difficult to like understand oh so yeah I think for sure is this middle this middle ground of like especially on tumblr there's some great yeah on tumblr um and where you can like kind of tap into that that's a little bit grittier because like i know when i came to you and i was like hey um i want to write some like i want to publish stuff about like gun and school violence in america and and racial tension and, and blah 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 and like nobody on instagram wants to read that and like right. other places don't want to touch it um but you were like yeah, it's so problematic like, right <laughs> let's, let's, let's talk about it let's do it yeah and that's, yeah that i think we so need that yeah i think we need that more uh, i think and you know the other thing the, the journal is not just it's kind of arts and humanity related and uh, the the next issue issue four will have more of that kind of stuff in it which i've been looking for but it's like you said it's hard to find because people are scared to write about it or, or show it off, or maybe they don't think that people want to show it off. And I'm like looking for it. I'm looking for right. the art in, in the word, so to speak. I'm looking for the art that makes people go, Oh, really? You know, okay, let me think about this. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. the, and poetry and, and word too. Like I think it's in there and your poem was, uh, was awesome for that. And it was like this, this line between like a really gritty poem, but you could still understand it but it made you think about it and it wasn't so concise and clear where you knew what you were talking about, but you had to kind of yeah. think about it for a second. And there, I have another one going in the next issue in, in a similar tone and vibe about immigration. And it's just, it's just nice to see those kind of coming out. And I think you're right. Like, it's not like a John Keats where you're like, Oh crap, my eyes are glazing over. Cause I'm trying yeah. so hard <laughs> yeah. to like figure out what exactly. he's saying. And right. then, but it's also not like something super simple where I think a lot of poetry is considered today um, in the mainstream world where it's, it's really, really just kind of like a few sentences of, of just something pretty. And, and right. I don't want to knock anyone or say anything like that, but I, I've, it's just a little bit too on this side of things. So I think there's this kind of great little world in between where it's like these awesome poets and writers that are putting out some of this cool cool shit that like not many people are getting to see but i think if more people saw they would they would understand and i really do believe that i think it allows for a lot of like um collaboration totally because now like i'm currently like 
and I'm not sure I'm going to pronounce her last name correctly, but like Andrea Costers. Like, oh, Andrea? Like, yeah, like I think she's Machete Ranch. You know, Andrea is like one of my good friends. I stalk her online. So I have this like. Oh my God, Andrea's going to flip out. I just was texting her last <laughs> night. So like Andrea and I go ways back. Like she's, she works at the film lab that I send my film to. And oh we've been God. friends so I, for years. I love, and I found her stuff like through Unveil. And like I have, I love when you go on to like her site and her work is like deeply emotive, mm-hmm. you know, um, but it's not something that you would necessarily come across like on Instagram, but it's also a little too edgy for like, you know, maybe a, a more mainstream sort of audience. Right. There's like, there's Catholic imagery and violence and like, and there's naked people on horseback. And like, I love all of it. Right. So, um, <laughs> but it's, it's great because it's, you have, you've created this kind of community where like, you know, me as a writer knowing nothing about like, her creatively or other people that have like contributed to the journal can you feel empowered to like reach out and be like i'd love to do something with yes. you or what have you um, it connects yes, people yeah. that is that you yes. don't have in other in other communities right because mm-hmm. i think that most places or, or magazines and i'm not speaking for every magazine because there are thousands of them and i don't know about and most of them and, but a lot of them are just looking for uh popularity so they can get known and they can get like hits and likes and follows and from that and it's not a space and the best part about unveil and what my the the thing that makes me happy is it's like this this place on instagram or whatever but there's this behind the scenes kind of thing happening where Mm -hmm. i've had multiple situations like what you just said um where they're like i found this person from unveil and we're doing a collaboration and and even That's in the really last cool. issue, or, or maybe it was issue two, I did the one where it was the poet <laughs> or the, the uh, illustrator drew the image based upon the poem that was going in, into the issue. And then, I po- and then I published both. And that keeps happening. And I keep hearing about it where it was like, oh, I found this person from this painter from there. And we're, we're meeting up tomorrow for a coffee. And I'm like, That's so cool. And I think that that's that where cool. like the the a, a lot of it is lost in other Instagram accounts or or journals is there's really no creative space happening on that back end and that that's yeah. the, I think is the, is one of the the beautiful things about this well also if you contact a poet that you like on Instagram or any artist there's always that little bit of like, is this person looking for clout? Why mm-hmm. are they contacting me? Because I have so many followers, so forth. Whereas on, in, on, in your journal, it's like it's an even ground for everybody to like interact and, and collaborate. Yeah, I think that's why I keep stressing that it's like a space. And even I write, I, yeah. I go into rants about from my head on that in that space mm-hmm. because I, I want people to know that it's not just it's I don't want it to be just a journal or I don't want it to yeah. be just a platform for new artists. Like it's, it's something mm-hmm. more than that. And that's why I started using the word collective involved with things. Cause it's kind of a variety of things. But one of the things is that it's a, it's a safe space for creatives to kind of like get things out. And I want to encourage other artists or poets or writers or painters or photographers or whatever, like if they have something they want to say to contact me and to say it. Because I, I want, usually I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Like, I think it's awesome that you wanted to stress this. And, 
And, mm-hmm. I, and I think a lot of people are scared to put that stuff out there, or maybe they have uh, some art that's super politically charged. Maybe they're nervous about it, but I'm like trying to get that word out there because I want people, more people to see it. Right. And also like they can be more playful because like, I know like I am, I am not a food writer. And a few months ago I emailed you and I was like, can I write about food? And you were like, <laughs> and you were like, yeah, totally write about food. And yeah. Go know, for it. <laughs> and it's really encouraging because I think that sometimes maybe all any of us really needs is like somebody else to say like it's okay to step out of like this box like that right. you mentally put yourself in because like like you were talking when we when we first when we first started talking like you know I I shut down a lot of my ideas before I even get started yeah. and like yeah. as a writer there are times when I'm like you know I I stick to poetry or I stick to politics because like that's kind of like what I know but then there. Are, are times when I want to like try something different and you just feel like, you know, I don't have a safe space to do that. Cause you know, my Instagram community or my uh-huh. in life community right. are going to be like, what is she doing here? Um, but it's nice that like unveil, even though it's, you know, this kind of like really beautifully curated, you know, community, it has a playfulness yeah. to it. I, I, um, I completely agree. And one of the reasons why I don't, that's probably what you just said is the biggest reason I don't have themes to the issues is because I, do, I don't want artists to have to, to go down a path that is told for them to go down. Yeah. So like if you're, if, if, if Sarah submits a piece about gun culture in America and then turns around two issues later and submits a piece about shrimp cocktail, i'm gonna be like okay if it's good it's good you know what i mean like i don't care so it's not a knock at all on any magazine that has themes because i think that there are benefits to having that but at the same time i've always i write back and i say i don't offer a theme i don't have a theme because i encourage the artists to create on their own and i want them to come up and create something that they are happy with and they submit that to me and i also stress that even if something's denied, it doesn't mean it's bad. I mean, Sarah, you wrote about this. I yeah. wrote to you about this the other day. I responded to your yeah, thing. We, yeah. Like, we I feel terrible that. sometimes for, for, for denying people, but it doesn't mean that it's not good. Like, it just means that it's just not under my curation. Right, right. It's not mm-hmm. the right yeah. fit. But at the same time, like, I love when artists expand their kind of vocabulary, so to speak, and try and experiment and test out new things. And I have, I have people that submit every issue and, and it's something different each time. And one time they got denied and the other time they got in and it just because it changed or it was something that fit better or worked better, or I felt was, was growth or that they did something better that particular time, but that doesn't mean anything's bad. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that's, what's so nice because you can tell that like, it's it's artist focused because like the artist is the art right you know um, the artist is definitely the art what what i love about um so actually i just went to storm king um art center a few days ago and to see this andy goldsworthy uh sculpture which is this huge rock wall and um I oh my god i love down. him by the way did you see his new new thing that came out his um uh, documentary no oh, it's so, so good I, I need to look it up because when I was looking up um, the kind of the background on the rock wall, he 
he did. Um, I saw that there was, and I was like, shit, I need to watch that. Yeah, it, but, it premiered in Boulder here, and I got I got to go see it. I, I attended that, that festival, the film festival, and I got to see it, which was really neat. So definitely check it out. Sorry to interrupt. I love, no, no, no. <laughs> I, I love him. I love him so much. And, like, one of the things he said that kind of really stuck with me, because most of the time he's working with, like, ice and things that, you know, dissolve and disintegrate. And he's like, you know, yeah. when, I'm, when I'm done with a piece, when I'm done creating it, like, that's when the art is over mm-hmm. for me. And I thought that that was so interesting because, like, for him, it's all about the process, which means right. that, like, his art is, like, him in action and not the the piece at the end. And I was like, shit, like, it just reminds you to go out and try, try new mediums and to be playful. Um, and enjoy and yourself just, doing it. Yeah. yeah, because, like, the, the like I had a piece that was published in Harness Magazine today, not to, like, sound, like, emotional. Ooh. But... Um, <laughs> but it, uh, I don't like the ending. And like, <laughs> I, I was, it was the one I wrote I was, when I was in Toronto. And I was like, I'm going to write this in 20 minutes. Right. I remember. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be done with it. And so looking at it now, I'm like, it's wrong. But I challenged myself to do something different. But it's not yours anymore. Right. <laughs> and I put it out into the universe. And like, if they wanted it, they could take it. And they did. Um, so what do I'm you like, know, right? It. Yeah. And now <laughs> I just like, I let it go. And I let it go do whatever it wants to do. Yeah. And, I, and I try something different. Yeah, I mean that's pretty much the principle behind his work, and you can tell when he does that. It's like it's yeah, it's it's all about the process, and and I'm a big fan of that, and and it's one of the reasons why I I spend a lot of time through like on the film side of of the photography world. Like I shoot a lot of instant film, and I shoot a lot of black and white film, and I that's shoot a lot of old cameras, and it's because there's a little bit more of a process involved with it for me, where it's, mm-hmm. there's negatives involved and there's there's um developing also, the film it just and, looks better <laughs> yeah i mean it does it, there are freaking some amazing digital people out there, there are there but are like yeah. i i love the process of it and mm-hmm. i get my wife asked me why i spend time doing pour over coffee in the mornings and it's and i'm most of the time it's not because it's the end result it's because I enjoy grinding and yeah. and yeah and the ritual of it. Right. And it has this mm-hmm. kind of Japanese tea culture essence to it where the Japanese culture really, really, really paid attention to the 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 um the, the ceremonial aspect of something and the ritual aspect of, of something and especially in like tea ceremonies and stuff like that where it, it, if you watch a tea ceremony, which you can watch on YouTube, it takes like five minutes to pour a cup of tea when in nor- in reality in our in our united states culture or mainstream society culture it, it's a tea bag and you pour water yeah. into it and re- and it takes 30 seconds and you just walk away and let it steep but in in reality there's so much more to it and that's why i kind of like this coffee making the coffee cuz i can i do the pour over and it takes 3 to 4 minutes it's like a ritual. to do that it's a ritual mm-hmm. and that's why i like instant film and that's why i like developing film and and so much of art to me. I hadn't thought of that. it like that. That's interesting. That yeah, the and film I love, itself is like a ritual. Yeah. Right. And I love finding the artists that do that. They were they they take time and 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 the painters mm-hmm, yeah. that take layers and layers and layers. I interviewed a painter in New York City and she's like, I had like 13 layers to the last painting. And it's just so cool because you don't ever think about that. And you all you see is it's the final product. It's the final yeah. product. And that's something I'm really trying to get better with in the journal is is and it's one of the things that i don't have is time like i said it's just me so i don't have all this time to interview and get in to really dig deep so i'm kind of showing the final product but what i that's what the video series is want i want to do i want to like show people the the, the process the process 
yeah. and the human and the process, not the art. The art is the end thing. Like, yeah, that's just the final thing. It's also it's also the thing is like creatives or as artists that we're most curious about other artists and creatives. Like, we kind of want to know what everybody's process is because we're all different, you know. Yeah, and, and I don't want to interviews nobody ever. It's just a process. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. Like Sarah, I want to know how you write a poem. Like, I would love to like sit down with you and just and and spend the full day and be like. And, and just follow you and see what your creative process is. Like that's the stuff that intrigues me way more than, than the end result. The end result is, just, is awesome, but I'm so intrigued by the people behind it. No, absolutely. I, I mean, when I came to you and I was like, I want to talk about food. It's because I have a friend who's like a chef and I'm like, okay, you make steaks. And like, I'm a vegetarian, but like <laughs> the, the process behind like who he is as an artist with food and how he feeds his community and where he sources and yeah. like how he came yeah. on this journey. And he was like a heroin addict in Baltimore. And now he's like a, a starred chef in, in the middle of nowhere, Germany. And it's like, you know, what is the fucking story there? That's yeah. always yeah. a story. I mean, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Like I'm that. so, did you get working on that? Like, is it like something that's I happening? Did. I did. But it was like in, in the process of it, I got kind of derailed because then I was talking to his boss and, you know, hearing about his stories and like, you know, you don't think about like walking into a restaurant and like these people, at least I never did like these people being artists, right. but like, yep, they absolutely are. Oh, yeah. each, plate, each plate is a story and there's a reason that it's, that it's plated a certain way. And so like you're saying, like it's you want to know the stories behind behind people and their crafts. Like the the outcome doesn't even matter quite so much. Um, Chef's Table get, did what, a good job of that. Like Chef Table does a really good job of of showing like the chefs and and, and that kind of thing. And they, mm-hmm. like I said, they kind of take the the people that are most popular and do it yeah. that way, which is I think is amazing and we and it's totally needed. And I love that people love that show because it gets more people to understand like Dan Barber and the organic food industry in New York mm-hmm. City and all that stuff and and <clears throat> the monks that were making the food and that I mean that series is beautiful. But there's also the other end of that spectrum, which is kind of where I find myself more drawn to. It's just the not not popular ones and the ones that are just right. crushing it and but have no idea they're crushing it or 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 just creating these pieces solely to stay alive. I mean, I know so many yeah. artists that I've had a few artists come to me in the past year and, and write like this kept me alive. And like I kept painting and painting and painting. And like, that's kind of what I want to delve into is that deeper emotional connection that so many of us, probably well, us three really, really identify with. Yeah. And that's well, the stuff that keeps me going. My, my kind of like takeaway from all this is that like unveil is a really like authentic, like endeavor for you. There's not, there's nothing about this that feels like, you know, um, I don't know, like hacky or corporate motivator or something. This is so, yeah. this is, no. and even yeah. when you were saying like talking about themes and stuff, like I, I love that there's no themes in the book and that it just kind of feels a little wild, but, but also like, yeah, it has like a very, you know, like a, a overall aesthetic right. to it. Yeah. See, themes are safety for people. I agree. And, the, and, and it's, and it's not bad. It's, a, it's not a bad thing yeah. at all. Like it's not a criti- criticism. No, no, it's it. just a different way. But yeah. it's just a way, different way of doing it. And people feel comforted and safe in this box of a theme where even the reader, not even so much the artist, the reader, because you're able to kind of go from one thing to the uh, next, the next thing. And, and it kind of flows, right? Flows yeah. organically. And you, so don't, what, you don't know what's coming next. No. Like that's it's, it's, the exact it keeps point. you on your, exactly. Right. I want people to turn the page and be like, that's oh it. shit. I did not, was not expecting that at all. Mm-hmm. 
and but at the same time it still flows so like totally does yeah it's why i'm you know i kind of settle it where it goes from like a writing piece to like an image and then to a full-on piece and then back to a writing i want people to feel okay reading it but i also want people to be like I don't know what's coming. Yeah, exactly. Whereas, like you, if you which is do, so rare these days, right? If you had a, if you had a, a, a book of poetry that was themed about death and loss, right? Like you know, the next poem is going to be yeah. about death and loss, so you're kind of ready for it. Mm-hmm. Whereas in mine, like you have, uh, I keep using you, Sarah, as an example because I'm talking to you. But like <laughs> Sarah had a, the poem about the the gun violence, and then like the another page would be like something about death, and then the ne- yeah. next one was like. I'm so happy to be alive. Like the world is full of positivity. And then like, it goes into like a piece, I love that. you know, just a, 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 an arts piece or a painter or something. So I, I, I love that kind of shock yeah. factor involved with it. Um, that comes naturally to me because that's how I like to see life. I Same love here. to be just like catching surprise. Yeah. Right. Surprise. Mm-hmm. And, I walk around every day and, and I'm like, Oh, like I was not expecting that. Like, that is so cool. And then, and then something else hits me. So it's, it is a literal interpretation of my brain, that journal. And it's, and I'm trying so hard to be authentic and organic and put something out that uh, I think there are, are a lot of people like me that don't have a space to go to, to get that feeling. And that's what I'm trying to do. Well, that's great. Let's. I think that's where we're gonna wrap it up then, because you okay. kind of just summed it all up. And that's a yeah. And uh, uh, let people know where where they can find you. Yes. Um. So Instagram is Unveil Journal, and the Unveil is spelled U N V A E L, and then Journal, and the L O is Unveil Journal. The website is UnveilJournal.com. Um, pretty much is every everything is under okay. that. We'll, I don't we'll put all the lot. links in the in the. In yeah, the yeah the there's not there's not a lot we'll out there. Um, okay. The Kickstarter campaign is still going for a couple of days. Can which, people still? Uh, yes. Yeah, yep. they can. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I encourage people to because, we'll like I said, it's giving me a little bit of a breathing room to go beyond mm-hmm. that. And not only that, like the artists involved, they're making money. So when you buy Yorava yeah. Mara's, that's really important. They're yeah. making money. And, the more and how cool is that? They, you know, <laughs> the more books they sell, the more money they make. And, and that means I can put money in an artist's pocket. And that's what I'm super stoked on. So, yeah, the better, the more funding we can get, the better it is well, for them. I just want to say one last thing um, is that I think your two strengths on this are the book itself, which is amazing, like the journal itself. Right. And then the other thing is, I think, like, you should my opinion, put your personality out there more because I think you're such a likable, approachable kind of dude, which when you, usually when you look at books like this or, or anything in poetry, really, you're an outsider. It's very intimidating to like think about the authors and the people that put this together because you assume that they're going to be like, you know, very sensitive and very like closed off like a regular person would think that. But talking to you, it's like, like, you know, you're, you're so accessible. You're such a, you know, yeah. you're doing this for the right reasons. I think people will gravitate towards that and that will really help yeah. you. Yeah, I definitely have 100%. like a, an introverted, extroverted thing. I have the ability yeah. to talk to people well that I've learned through just being mm-hmm. in business with my, for myself for a long time. But at the same time, I'm super shy. And I don't, <laughs> right. like uh, that video that I made for this thing was like my the worst experience in my <laughs> oh, I can imagine. <laughs> I had and, to do one once and I failed. <laughs> and, and I mean, it's just like, I did like 50, 60 takes by myself. Aww. And then with some with my daughter helped me on like a bunch of them. <laughs> and, and I just, I don't do well with that. And I hate putting myself out there like that. 
but I know what you mean. But that's so that's what I mean. You're so like you're so authentic. Like everybody relates to that. And yeah, usually when you hear people talking about like their you know their publications and things that they put out and so forth, it's like they're not relatable. And, yeah, and that's the biggest thing. Everything about that you've said is so relatable. And I think if you just get out there and do even more podcasts yeah. and more stuff, that'll be great. Uh, for you. And we'll do I anything know. we can to help you. You know, the podcast thing actually was funny. Sarah is Andrea told me to do a podcast and i'm like all right yes and i was like and then i ultimately i was like no <laughs> oh you should do it you, you've done that you've, you've handled this so well like, I, I, I really I would think know. that the video like i'm really yeah, excited the video about this might video be it. you're right right because right. like, i want to be on it and in it involved in it and i want people to see it and and every That's day great. i'm like i need to make every day through this kickstarter i've i've said to myself i'm gonna make like a 30 second like iphone video for mm-hmm. like for people to see to say like encourages people to go to fund it or donate and every day i was like nope not (laughs) and every single day i was like nope and i never did it i still haven't done it and i i I agree with you like i want to be able to do that but i I get it there's this like hurdle there that i find so hard and i'm trying but if the video thing is something that you're really excited about then that's a really good way to do that i think with the video thing is i can kind of step out of the focus and you can tell a story mm-hmm. yeah and i think smart. see the podcast like you two are focused and yeah like, no i get it i really like oh man <laughs> listening to me. whereas i'm sitting here like telling you the story and it's kind of like i'm not able to it's like it's not my podcast yeah exactly it's not and then we're the, the video, ones who have to guide it yeah. yeah and the video thing like i want a videographer to come along with me and they're like focusing on the artist and the artist is talking and i'm just sitting there kind of egging it on you know like making yeah that's it go and that's what, yeah, it's, it, you're playing to your strengths, but I, I'm getting better, and I think in, a, sure. in a, if I can continue doing this for a few years, I think that I'll, I'll be I'll be better at it because it's definitely my the biggest hurdle in my life is that and anxiety from it and, and that's so many from of us. it and all that stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't sound depressed, but like I've definitely been through bouts <laughs> of it, like you know, dark deep holes this past like few months where I'm like, I got to get out of this. Like, hey, sometimes sometimes making things, you know. Sometimes making things is the way out, you know? It, yeah, I mean, it, it is. It, this, that's the number one reason that I'm doing this yeah. is to make something, create something that gives people the ability for a way out. I mean, that, that's it right there. Is, that's is, awesome. Is, is, I mean, I want people to, to get it and be like, this helps today, you know, like that kind of thing. So, yeah. That's so cool. And, um, uh, yeah, sorry, did you have anything else that you wanted to add before we? No, no, I'm, I'm good. I've, I'm good. Yeah, no, I think, I think that's a great that's a great way to end it. You can you can chop off the me talking right now. No, no, we're gonna use this. Um, okay. And also, when you, when you have, when you have something else coming out in the future, just hit us up and we'll have you back on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And let yeah. me know when you guys post this because we'll I'm do. gonna I'll link to it heavily. Awesome. Through everything, yeah. so people can. It should go live because this is better for me so. for people to yeah. see. Yeah, this is better because I that I couldn't figure out a way to get people to understand me what my project was about. It's hard. And, no, you've really and, explained it here. You've laid right, it Right, so I like, think if no, people can hear this, eye. they might be able to be like, That's great. oh, this is, all right, this is well, the I get eye, that. right? That you talk about, like, this is the eye. This is why you use eye instead of... That's like, exactly what I was thinking, right. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right, this yeah, is no, this, this is, is it, and, and, and I catch myself doing the we thing here and there, but I've tried... I'm, I'm like, you know what? This is about, make, yeah, this is about this you. About you can, yeah, make it about you, and that also makes it really, like, like I said, approachable. There's something about just, you know, we're just talking to you. All right, guys. Good luck with right, everything, guys. and we'll do it again soon. All right, we'll thanks so much. Okay, All right, thank, thank you. you. Take care. Okay, bye-bye. Bye, love.